To another episode of the Criterion Cult Film Podcast. I am one of your hosts and cult leaders, Jordan Garcia. And right next to me, I have my opponent in the ring today. Ding, ding, ding. Yes, uh, though I'd rather fight, I might recite in the podcast. What uh, is your name, sir? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah, in this corner, you got Armando Avizu. Uh, and then what do we usually do in this ring, uh, Jordan, on the Criterion Cult Film Podcast? Well, what we usually do here on the podcast is we talk about a film that's in the Criterion Collection, and then one of us, in our corner in the ring, brings a film that we believe belongs in the collection, and then we fight about it. We go toe-to-toe, we go round, we go 12 rounds about it, oh. and then, you know, we see if it, we voted in or out at the end. See Where's who, she going to go? The, knockout. the smart guest? <laughs> don't, don't bring up that, oh, okay. all right? We might get sued. Yeah. Smith doesn't want us anymore. No. As that's his thing, right? We'll go toe-to-toe with Smith. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. All right. Where's she going to go? Not the Criterion Collection? You're right. Yeah. You're right. And that's uh, that's what we're talking about. In case you didn't get that reference, what we're doing here today is uh, my episode. And I'm bringing Raging Bull. That's right. Ooh. The classic film, Raging Bull, Martin Scorsese's very own. And then later on to the collection, I'm bringing the Danny McBride, jo- uh, Jody Hill classic, The Foot Fist Way. But we'll get into that later. So uh, ding, ding, ding. Round one, baby. Oh. Raging Bull, 1980, directed by Martin Scorsese. We all know that. Scorsese. Sorry. Excuse me. Excuse me, King. Uh, this is also, again, we're doing the the, uh, the synopsis from Letterboxd. Uh, so please, Letterboxd, we still love you. We still would love a hat, something. Something good. A mention. Anything. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. We, I mean, we're doing... This is like our 100th episode. Where are we going to go? IMDb? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because IMDb sucks in this. Exactly. And so we love your app bet much better. Exactly. But let me tell you this, when Jake LaMotta steps into a boxing ring and obliterates his opponent, he's a prize fighter. But when he treats his family and friends the same way, my God, disgusting. He's a ticking time bomb. Ready to go off at any moment. Though LaMotta wants his family's love, something always seems to come between them. Perhaps it's his violent bouts of paranoia and jealousy. This kind of rage helped make him a champ. But in real life, he winds up in the ring alone. Ooh. Oh. Sounds about and then uh, sounds the about spy right. number Jordan is a uh, eleven thirty four. That's right. It is one thousand one hundred and thirty four. Eleven thirty four. We're getting deep into those spy numbers now, ladies and gentlemen. Um, for those of you who don't know, obviously it just recently got into the Criterion Collection. Uh, so this is a brand new one. A brand it new re- one. No, it was on Laserdisc. Remember? Oh, that's right. That's right. You're right. It was on Laserdisc. Duh. How could I forget? So never mind. Don't listen to that. Um, who's in this? You're wondering. Well. The great Robert De Niro as Jake LaMotta. Joe Pesci as Joey LaMotta. You have Kathy Moriarty as Vicky LaMotta. You have Frank Vincent as Salvi Batts. R.I.P. to Frank Vincent. You have uh, a bunch of the, the other people that, I, you know, you don't really need to know. Uh, a lot of good people, though. Uh, a lot of great uh, Italian actors. A lot of good actors. fellas. <laughs> yeah, a lot of good fellas. Uh, and this was written uh, by Paul Schrader and Mardik Martin. Obviously, originally written by Jake LaMotta. And edited by the uh, great Thelma Schoonmaker, uh, one of uh, Scorsese's frequent collaborators, as well as Matt Michael Chapman, who is a cinematographer on Raging Bull as well as Taxi Driver. But mm. so he was also on Ghostbusters too. So let's give oh. the man the credit he deserves. Yeah, and Ghostbusters this is a be- too looked great. Yeah, and this is a beautiful looking film as well. Uh, I'll just start off right off the bat with that. Um, this particular, uh, I mean, it's always looked good, whether it was on the DVDs or whatever I got, but this particular transfer on Blu-ray is uh, nice, crisp, and clean and lean, just like Jake LaMotta's abs. You're never going to get this Blu-ray 4K down. Exactly. You never can. You can't knock it down, because it looks good. And, um, yeah, I guess uh, right off the bat with Raging Bull, I just want to say that's one of the first things that when I was younger that I really, really uh, enjoyed about it was not only that it looked fantastic in black and white, um, but that it just felt like a documentary. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it just felt real. It always felt real to me. It was one of those things when I was... Because I was, when I was younger, I wanted to be an actor. And I remember seeing Raging Bull and being like, oh, I know that's Robert De Niro, but it still didn't feel like it was him. It felt like it was a different person. And it still sort of feels like that, watching it again. Obviously, yeah, you know is it's he wearing a prosthetic nose or something? He or, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like some uh-huh. makeup on him, right? He is, yeah, to make yeah. him like... Because uh, Jake LaMotta has kind of like a big, kind of like a... Literally like a bull nose. He looks like a bull, like, mm. you know? Okay. 
but yeah, so he has like a bit of prosthetics, especially once he starts getting older. Um, I, th- oh, I don't think yeah. at first when they show him at first, like, because even in some of these like promo pictures, he doesn't really have like the nose, you know? Yeah, okay. But, but yeah, there's I, one point where he's talking to Joe. scene, it kind of seems like he has little prosthetics going on. But yeah, obviously, yeah. like when they show him older, it's a lot more on his face for sure. He actually gained that weight, which is like. Which everyone knows is like, you know. Which, again, is one of the, one of those things where if you're a young person and you want to be an actor, you hear something like that, you're just like, damn. Like, that's how you act. You just gain a bunch of weight. Yeah, you just put on the pounds. <laughs> yeah, you just put on the pounds and then that'll yeah. be the character for that'll you. That'll transform you. But it, but it sort of makes sense, right? If he, you know, if he wants to be that person, he's got to look, he's got to really feel it. He's got to really yeah, feel really the Yeah, he's really getting the, the stomach space of it. Exactly. Yeah. He really ate all that salami, all that bologna, yeah. all that stuff. Bit, all that gabagoo. Yeah, the gabagool. All those steaks that they, they turned into charcoal. So everybody yeah. knows Raging Bull. If you don't watch it, it's a fantastic film. Yeah, but I, what are you doing here? Yeah, but, but I will say that like, uh, right off the bat, it, it is, it, it's sort of a, a very um, Martin Scorsese staple, right? It's about an Italian man I'm Italian, who, <laughs> Italian, an Italian man who <laughs> a man Italian yeah. who wants who is sort of self destructive and do and does things that he knows are gonna lead to you know what I mean whether it's like uh it just most like people in the mob or like things like that uh obviously Jake yeah Lamotta he's just wasn't a in the jealous mob. uh you know like. Well, he's paranoid. I yeah, mean, as paranoid, it says, it, yeah. But it says also, that. I don't know what. What's I'm thinking of another word too, like where he's just like. Uh, oh, I, I, I mean, like it's the same as paranoid, or no, no, he's like angry. Um, he's uh, besides angry, domesticated violence. Besides jealous, I get. I don't know. I can't think of it. Just well, he's raging. He's a bull. Oh yeah, yeah. That's uh, he, always there. I mean, it, yeah. So it's like it, it's it's Scorsese who like that he likes to kind of show those sort of downfalls of people but to, to mm-hmm. sort of make you not necessarily like them but you like feel for them in a way and even though when it, the way it ends is sort of always sad even like in goodfellas like ray liotta ray liotta's character is not necessarily living a happy life you know what i mean at the end of it yeah even though he's it, alive he's, at, he's yeah, not at really the end happy. of it i still want to join the mob exactly you know but because it makes it look seem so like cool even with like raging bull i'm just like why wouldn't i yell at my wife <laughs> i'm just kidding i don't know about that oh no, i'm just kidding i'm just saying but but it, it sort of makes you feel for the character is what i mean it doesn't make you want to be him or anything but it but it does make you feel the film makes you re- realize that like oh this person like i don't i mean i really don't know what it is it, but it, you know because it i don't think Scorsese is trying to tell you exactly what is wrong with this person but it, he obviously has rage rage issues but you, you just see him, you just wonder why he's like like this when he could have it all. He's like literally can have everything in his hands. He yeah, could be like the I, greatest boxer. He can do all these things. I he has think, a beautiful wife. He can do, you know what I mean? Like, I think it's just, uh, you know, they where it's where they come from. You know, they're just kind of from the streets. They're like right, Brooklyn right, right. kind of stuff. And obviously his brother being his manager, like he doesn't really know what he's doing. He's kind of just like, yeah. you know, just doing he's, it. He's going based like on the mob stuff. Yeah, doing, yeah. Street doing stuff. Doing it as he goes, you know, and and. And when he talks about it at the end, he's like, you know, he's like, I needed guidance. I needed nourishment. Like I needed like, you know, I shouldn't have just gone for the, the easy money. Like, you know, uh, like, you know, uh, throwing fights and stuff. You know, I, I should have thought more long term term, you know, and they just didn't know how to like, you know, you know they're just kind of like, yeah, just doing as they go along. You know, yeah. Jake Lamotta was a great fighter, but. Obviously, he didn't know what to do with his money. And and and, he needed and a Don King. And, you know, he just needed someone with a little more, like, knowledge about, like, you know, fighting and, and doing all that stuff instead of, like, you know, instead of getting entangled with the mob and, you know, like, going for the fast and easy money, you know. It was a detriment to his career in the long run, obviously, because no one took him seriously. Like, oh, he's just going to take money for that. So, like, and, right, and then right, obviously right. the mob is, like, you know, making money off that. But, you know, and made it made everyone else, like... Oh, like yeah, he's just gonna throw a fight. He's like, you know, he, he's kind of unpredictable, even though he was good, right? Like a good fighter. Yeah, so he just needed someone to kind of guide that talent yeah. into something that yeah. wasn't so destructive and wasn't yeah. so uh, just well self-destructive, and yeah. just destructive in every. And way. it's not like his brother had like the worst intentions for him. It was just, of course, yeah, he it was, was just really he was misguided too. You know, yeah. like he thought, oh yeah, this is what we like. We just want to make this money, and that's it. You know, and they obviously they kept on like dangling the title fight in front of him, like you know, a carrot with a donkey, uh, a donkey with a carrot. You know, yeah, and, it, and, and, he, and he, he never got just, to that. 
And also Joe Pesci, his brother kind of suffers from the same sort of like anger issues and things yeah. like that. Yeah, I was going to say maybe not as bad, but obviously it is as bad. It's it is just, as bad. It's just uh, yeah. Jake. You just see it more like on screen fr- from Jake LaMotta. I, I feel like Jake LaMotta is just probably a little more able to do it because he's in shape in the boxer. Yeah. Joe Pesci just kind of picks his moments that yeah. wild because he's a little bit smaller. Yeah, he just can't hold it back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, the, what, what, uh, we've always talked about this before. I mean, that one of the greatest things about this film is how hilarious it is, how yeah. funny it is. But I think, again, we talked about why. It's funny because it's uncomfortable. Those situations are very uncomfortable that we laugh at, whether it's, you know, Jake LaMotta, like, beating the shit out of Joe Pesci because he thinks that he had sex with his wife. Or just like the way that Jake Lamont and Joe Pesci speak to each other, just in, in any sense, it's just very funny because in a lot of ways it's uncomfortable, but it's also just, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's like, yeah. It is uncomfortable. It is like, you know, because obviously it could be one of those things where it's, it's not, it's funny that it's funny because, oh, the, like the acting is bad or something or just like. Right. It's not that at all. It's right. not like a bad, like, so, it's not a so bad, it's funny movie. It's, yes. it's a so good, like it it's crazy how funny it is. Like it doesn't yes, make any it, sense. Like it's so situ- realistic that yeah. you feel so like awkward watching that yeah. and you just can't do anything else but laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you would laugh like if it was like Jersey shore, like some reality show or something, you know, or like for instance, like I'm thinking about like if I'm like a, a bar or something and some guy starts yelling at his brother that way. So like, you yeah. fuck my wife. Like I would turn yeah. around and start laughing Yeah, because I wouldn't know how else to deal with it. I mean, obviously I'd be like, Oh shit. Hopefully, you know, I think pops off. Yeah. But I would just be like, I would, I would just laugh at that. I would try like to be hiding my laughter from it. Yeah. Cause I would just think that's so funny because it's so serious. And so just out of place, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You don't think, and it, I don't know. You, I've really never seen anything like that on screen too. Especially when I saw it, I saw it when I was really young, I especially think, with, especially the way they speak to each other yeah. for sure. Like it, it just how it's just a conversation yeah. between them two about those things. Yeah. Cause I saw this when I was really young, but I didn't, I didn't, like catch that it being funny kind of you know not until i was a teenager that i was like oh this is sure hilarious, you sure, know? sure 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 exactly like, i i really you're right when i was younger i really was like in awe of the acting and those yeah scenes. especially when uh especially the older jake lamada you know because you feel like oh this is like a real guy like this is great like it feels like I don't know. I feel kind of gross, like looking at him and how he is now, like how he is, because <laughs> right. he really feels like a sleazy, like lounge singer. What he looks, you know, and dresses like, yeah, you know, and mm-hmm. he and it, that does come off. But it's all like rewatching it again, like you know, for this, it that that part kind of comes off as like, I don't know. He really was like kind of an artist, you know, like he really was trying to be in tune with his feelings we and got like a jake his, lamotta apologist like, you know like his emotions and stuff <laughs> so is hitler <laughs> you know like he wasn't like such a like i mean he still kind of is a sad but you know like a kind of funny character well but, well yeah unfortunately you, it took that kind of like fall from grace to like but i feel that. for him like more so sure when when i see him older now and sure. i'm not so much laughing but i'm still laughing at the parts between him and joe pesci because they're just i mean it just they're such great actors and they never like break, you know, like, I mean, even, even if they did or something like, you know, it would just, it like, I don't know, but even though that it just shows them like, they're so serious, like they're never like winking at the screen or anything like that. It's just, they're in the moment. It's a real moment. And just how the scenes play out, like it almost feels like they improvised probably a little bit, you know, between I, I'm them. Sure, I'm sure there's, <clears throat> there's a lot of improvising between like, them. I mean, it feels like off the rails. Mm-hmm. It's too much off the rails to where that. They, they couldn't have just... There's no way that what they're saying was written down most of the time. Yeah, know? on the page like that. Yeah. Especially, like... I mean, obviously, you've seen, like, Paul Schrader films and his films written, like... They're not really written like that. Right, right. They're, they're very much taxi driver. Yeah. It's very much just, like, there is no room for improvisation. Yeah. I mean, maybe, it, like, when he writes, like, oh, he looks in the mirror and says yeah. something, because that's what's improvised. But, like, but. his dialogue is kind of, you know, you know, like, Paul yeah. Schrader's dialogue. It's very, like, you know, like, scripted. and like, it's, it's very, you know, like, like, um, I mean, it's very, like, writing in a journal, right? Yeah. Everything, everyone's always writing in a journal. Yeah, the exactly, ca- yeah. Um, the card counter, first uh-huh. reformed. Uh, the new one that he has, the gardener, or whatever, um, oh, okay. the constant guard, some some gardener <laughs> thing. Gardener. It's just the same. It's the same. Yeah. You saw the card counter, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So how the that card, was that? Yeah. The the, sure. the 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 gardener one is about a guy who gardens 
Mm-hmm. And then you find out that he just used to be like in the military or something, and then he just kills people. There's all these guys who are in the military, and like, yes, yeah, okay. He's I mean, first reformed, he's not in the military, but he still is someone who just ends up being like a loner who just wants to kill people, or blow people up, or something. Yeah, you know? it's their, yeah, it's just like what they've seen and what they've experienced. Yes, kind of like yeah, it's like makes the only way that loner. Yeah, type, it's like the know? only way to like fix these things is literal like destruction or yeah. death. You know. Yeah, and and Raging Bull down. is most, I mean, I guess Raging Bull is that, but it's like him on himself. Yeah. But you don't ever feel kind of like a Paul Schrader uh, structure in this. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like most of his. Well, a little bit, a little bit, I guess when he's like, you know, like reciting the like, you know, his like poems and stuff and like kind of doing that. But other than that, yeah, I guess not so much. It's not so Paul Schrader because I feel like. It's like, like It feels a little like, more free. Because Jake LaMotta is really, he's always around somebody. And then when he is alone, he's kind of like quiet. You know, yeah. just kind of looking mm-hmm. in, in the mirror or something like that, which is like kind of like a Paul Schrader trope looking at himself, like reflecting. Right. Like yes. really, yeah, yeah. you know, on the nose kind of reflecting like through the mirror, like, you know, through but, the but, mirror and, and, and that's why I feel like it's not so Paul Schrader, because, again, in those instances, you would hear a voiceover of him yeah. talking about himself and the things that he's been through, the things mm-hmm. that he's done and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's kind of Paul Schrader. He kind of like has that sort of like. Uh, the scum and the city. Yeah, I can't stand this really life. Like it's just, yeah, yeah. Where that—that's kind of like a noir thing, you know, where it's like right. a detective mm-hmm. talking about oh, this city's disgusting. Like I, I bet the Paul Schrader script had when he's in the pool around everyone, all the gangsters and stuff mm-hmm. with the girl. He's probably like saying like oh, these people like they make me sick. Yeah, he's like, looking down on. Yeah, them he's like explaining stuff. how he doesn't like yeah. any of them and that he's like better than them, even though he's just an animal. You know. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's not like that, but I just because to me that's Paul Schrader. That's yeah, just for like sure. His, yeah, you, know you can I mean? definitely get that. Like, or yeah. if, if you're thinking of that, yeah. But I really wasn't thinking much about Paul Schrader. No, not at all. Honestly, it, film, it, yeah, it's it's mostly like honestly, it is mostly the acting and the direction. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't. I mean, the script is obviously good because it structures what it needs to have in his story of his downfall and stuff yeah. like that. But it's not the most important thing. But you want us to really feel those raw performances. Yeah. And obviously, you know, the way that uh, Martin Scorsese does everything, right? Like these great boxing scenes that he has mm-hmm. in this film, which I, you know, which I don't think, you know, you know, you, I watch a lot of boxing films. I think probably one of my favorite boxing. <laughs> lot, you watch all Rocky movies? All no, Rocky films? Well, I will say not the Rocky, great but hype. I'm saying, yeah, like the Great White <laughs> Hype, like stuff like that. You know, I, I watched that movie Southpaw with Jake Gyllenhaal. You know, uh, I've seen yeah. like a lot of like boxing. I kind of got into like, once I saw Creed. I got into like this boxing movie like thing. Oh, gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I Creed started watching. Yeah. And, yeah. And so the, I was saying like they have a really great one take boxing scene in that film. Mm-hmm. It feels very raw yeah. and real and like, you know what I mean? It's that first match, right? Yeah. 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 The first like big one that he has. But this like, you know, the way that Martin Scorsese films everything, it's more artistic. It's more like artsy. It like makes the, the ring feel like this big kind of like uh you know this big huge thing around them like yeah. the ropes are kind of cartoony like yeah they're, they're yeah yeah they're gigantic and yeah the, and the people outside of it are the tiny you know? yes yeah everything like everything inside the ring feels like huge right and yeah, yeah even they feel like a little kind of big but you know and in the flashes too like all the cameras like flashing constantly like feels like really big and, and yeah and it, like and, 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 I, and i will say that's like one of my favorite things about these boxing scenes is that like yeah. That feeling of that they're like these, they're sort of, you know, these these warriors going at it. But like, it's such like this huge, like platform for them. When in reality, it's the ring's a pretty small, like kind of place, especially yeah. in Creed. It's a very like tight place. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like they're just up against each other. Yeah. And here it feels like anytime one of them goes up against the ropes, the ropes are huge. And they're like so far away from their opponent. Yeah. And they have to like come back to it. And I, I just think that's like a really interesting thing that he did there. To sort of make them, I don't know, it like warps the way they look. Like you said, like they yeah. look kind of big compared to like everyone outside. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it just looks crazy. All the all this kind of boxing stuff that I've seen, it, it's sort of just really like uh, a quick cuts. It's it's not really like letting you see the action or letting you yeah. like see what's going on around. Or yeah, I mean? and obviously yeah, a lot of a lot of the scenes are slow, like slow mo kind of. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. not like you know nothing's really fast like. There's kind of like a little like stuff, but it's there. There's some stuff, but it, but, but it's not, still, it doesn't like it's cut really away from them it. like yeah. dancing around a little bit and like you know yeah like this weird flow that's going around and yeah like most boxing movies are kind of like you know fat kind of faster quick cut right. or stuff stuff like that like they're trying to kind of hide that they're not like hitting each other or that they're not really doing these yeah. things or whatever. And then even like stuff like where it's, what is it, like Snake Eyes where there's a boxing match going on. Mm-hmm. It's always, every time there's like a boxing match going on, it's like they don't, 
they can't even film it from like the outside, like from a far view. They they yeah. just have to show it like kind of regular, and then they have to cut in real quick and show something real quick. Ding ding ding! Like they just make sounds and like ah, like yeah. it, it's just all this noise. Whereas like in here, it doesn't rely on any of that. It literally relies on the acting, the filmmaking, and the set design to like get you to be like, oh damn, like this feels more epic than it probably was in that sense, right? Because oh, like yeah. it, you know what I mean. Like I mean, maybe there wasn't that many people there. Maybe it wasn't that big of a thing. That the, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it makes it feel more like that, That you know, he's like this gladiator in this ring that's like doing this thing. Southpaw couldn't do it. Couldn't dare do it. <laughs> None of those yeah. boxing movies could do it. I mean, Rocky's good too. I, I do, I mean, you know, I haven't seen all the Rockies, but I know that the first Rocky, I mean, I really do enjoy uh, the, the end, the last boxing scene. I mean, yeah. it's because it has more of that like hope kind of feeling to it. Mm-hmm. It's more of that, right? Like yeah. the way that it's filmed, you're more just like, oh man, he's taking hits, he's taking hits, he's got to like, you know, do this. Yeah. Whereas like here, it's just more so like, I don't know, I guess more raw. There is no hope to it. It's just more animalistic. Yeah, compared to all the boxing movies, like no one's really done it. Like Scorsese did it. Like, yeah, you know? I don't think so. Like, yeah. I don't, like or even like I don't even think. Again, I haven't watched them all, but I mean, but you know, I feel like you know, no one's really tried to recreate that because it right. feels so like. So raging bull, like oh, yes. like you know, like yeah, if, there'd be no way for them to really. If you do try it. to like copy it, it's just like oh, they're just gonna compare you to that. Yeah. yeah so yeah. like people just like stay away from it, and you know, like Scorsese is the best, but of course, you know, yeah. But besides that, you know, it the besides you know like all sports movies, it's like about it's about the people in it and in this. Well, thing, of course, you know? yeah, and that's what this movie focuses on mostly. Yes. Like, you know, from the very beginning. Kind which, of which I think, w- which is which are, which is really good about why, you know, the, even the boxing stuff is a character, like, moments. Mm-hmm. It's not just there to show you that, oh, like, you know how, like, most, like, boxing movies are just like, oh, this was a hor- historical fight, so I just have to show this real quick. Yeah. Like, Ali kind of does that. And there's mm-hmm. really no... It, it's supposed to kind of be like... The, in Raging Bull, it's like, literally everything that it shows is like this... It's a reason. It's literally showing you his downfall. Yeah. It's showing how like angry he gets, how much willing of like of, of beating he's willing to take for himself and then yeah. give to others. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just showing that it's like really like a character development that as opposed to just like, well, remember this fight? Remember this fight? Yeah. Remember he did this? Remember because I'm sure a lot of people don't even really know Jake LaMotta. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they're not really like I mean, people who are boxing fans I'm sure do, but the general public doesn't. And this still I feel like it didn't need that. It didn't. He didn't need to be Muhammad Ali. He didn't need to be somebody because any anyone can just like watch that and be like, oh yeah, this is like you know. I mean, you know, watch them like the wrestler or something like that. Even if you don't like wrestling or boxing, mm. it's just about like you said the character and the character and like that anger and about him like not being able to control that. Yeah. And just like that's literally like the you know because that's I mean that's a lot of people right like their they they their talent. Um, doesn't shine through these like personality disorders that they might have, whether it's their anger, whether it's like these other things that they yeah. like deal with and they could be great and they could be considered amazing, mm-hmm. but they literally, and you know, they could be good at everything, but they choose to like be self-destructive in a way. And like you said, he probably needed good guidance as well, but he sort of chose. Well, yeah, he says that it at the end, like, you know, he yeah, just no, no, it, yeah. but, but I'm saying like, but he chose it as himself. Like he yeah. kind of chose to just sort of be like, nah, Instead of just like talking, I'm just going to start swinging mm-hmm. because that seems to work when I'm in the ring or whatever. You know what I mean? Or he just, you know, he always like he was just always having that like. But, it, but it's like you said, second it's the way, they, he was the way just, they grew up. As like, well, he was just so. in his head all the time, too. Like he's making up these scenarios like, you know, like exa- like when he's asking his his brother if he slept with his wife and, and stuff like that. Yeah. It's or also even like or even his wife, thing. if he slept with all the, like these men. Yeah. She's like, you know, yeah. You know, it's just like he's badgering them like you know he wears them down like he does in the ring like he like he doesn't get tired you know he gets he lets the other guy get tired and that's what he does with the relationships in his life you know he just like bogs them down until they like submit to him finally you know and that that's like one of the things like he's like not only doing that like in the ring but uh, outside of his life outside with his like you know personal relationships and they get fed up you know with him and and like anyone would you know because like you know, this person's like telling them the truth that like the question they're in that he, he's asking them. He's just trying to find a reason to rage, like to let the bull out, like always, you know, he's kind of not satisfied until it comes out, you know, like until he can go over and like just smack his brother around and punch him and shit or beat his wife, you know? Yeah. Well, there is a prequel that's out. Uh, just to let you know, it's probably like uh, it's probably like two dollars to rent or something. But the name of the movie is something it's about like when he, he's coming up. 
as a mm. boxer. Like, why would they do that? Martin Scorsese literally just already made this. Like, why would they do that? Yeah. I mean, I'm glad that Martin Scorsese didn't, like, focus on any of that. You know, he focused on a specific time, literally. Like, a specific time of this man's downfall and, you know, anger issues. I don't know. It was kind of a career-spanning thing, you know? Because it has, like, you know, like, especially when Boogie Nights came out, they're always, he was, they're always talking about, like, but again, you know, he good didn't, fellas. He didn't just do, like... Again, like just like, oh, here's this fight because of this. I guess a certain time in his career and then uh, like a certain time after, obviously, when he's like really down on his luck, trying to like get money and, you know, do these lounge. I don't I don't know who would hire him to do a lounge. Act. Yeah. And getting arrested for serving alcohol to underage girls, yeah. uh, which sounds. Uh, yeah, it sounds, sounds like, like it, sounds like his M.O. <laughs> yeah, sounds like he would. Yeah. Um, the man loved underage girls. What a weirdo. Um, but a great boxer, nonetheless. Raging Bull, Mondo. Last thoughts? Uh, yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ! If you haven't seen this film, go see it. And I always, I always think about this too, about it losing Best Picture to Ordinary People. I mean, I'm still upset about it. I wasn't even born yet. Yeah, who know? the fuck knows what Ordinary People is? Yeah. Like, who's watched that? Someone, someone, tell me that you've watched it and that you think it's better than Raging Bull. Yeah. And I'll and, no I, and I'll and I'll and I'll be like, oh, you you fucked Ordinary People. <laughs> Yeah. You fucked ordinary people. <laughs> I mean, I can't believe like it's, anyone. It's because I can't believe anyone there like would have been like who saw both those films and just were like, yeah, ordinary people. It's and, the right I, choice. I mean, because ordinary people is the more uplifting one. Not even. It's like it's about like mental illness too, you know. But yeah, just but more but on it, the nose about it. But I'm saying, but it's not so raw. It's more Robert Redford. It's more. It's trying you know to I mean? be raw Redford, but but yeah, he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, he's not Scorsese. He's not, and it's not, you, uh, you know, like, and you see that movie, like, yeah, the performances are good or, you know, like that, but like as a whole directed and like all like, you know, work went into ordinary people, but obviously Raging Bull just shines on, you know? Absolutely. Uh, um, so we, you know, we like to give a star, we like to give ratings here, a zero to five, five being the best, zero being the lowest. What are you, what are you talking about? What are you, what are you giving Raging Bull? Oh yeah. I'm giving the, the five Coco Cabanas. All right. All right. Cabanas. Raging Bull is a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of many that Scorsese has made. Um, he's one of the best directors ever. These are some of the best performances ever put on screen. Um, it's a classic tale as old as time. Uh, man got talent. Man beat wife. Man can't <laughs> control anger. Man ends up fat at a Coco Cabana club <laughs> reciting horrible poetry. Yeah. Ends up in Florida. Doing Florida. Yeah, there, there, yeah. there it is. And uh, so, again, this is just literally like this is a five. Uh, this is a five fat uh, Jake LaMotta movie. Those are big, thick fives. Um, and because it deserves it, it's it's classic. Of course, it should be in the Criterion Collection. If you don't have it, go out there and get it. Get the 4K, get the Blu-ray. That's what I got right here. Um, it's it, it, it's beautiful. You're going to want all the special features. You're going to want to see it up there on the screen. Joe Pesci's little ass beating the shit out of some people. Um. Yeah, it's great. Speaking of male rage, speaking of uncontrollable oh. male rage, and they use that rage to fight people. My pick coming up is the foot fist way. That's right. You don't know what that is? Well, we're gonna about to tell we're you. We're gonna taekwondo your ass about it. Right oh now. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the master of the demo, baby. All right. So like I was saying earlier, this is my episode. I'm talking about raging bull, and I'm pairing it with the foot fist way. That's right. I'm talking about. 2006 the foot fist way jody hill directed by jody hill directed by jody hill (laughs) (laughs) this is from letterbox the story of a man who teaches people how to kick other people in the face an inept taekwondo instructor struggles with martial trouble marital sorry marital marital troubles and an unhealthy obsession with fellow taekwondo enthusiast chuck the truck williams For those of you who don't know what this is, uh, it means you're a poser and you don't really like Danny McBride. But who's in this, you're wondering? Dan McBride plays Fred Simmons. Ben Best, IRP, plays Chuck the Truck Wallace. Mary Jane Bostic is Susie Simmons. Jody Hill, he plays Mike McAllister. He's also the director. Uh, You have Colette Wolfe, who plays Denise. She was actually in uh, Observe and Report, which is another film that Jody Hill directed as well. Uh, But that is the foot this way he is a director he is a producer it was written by the writing team of ben best jody hill and dan mcbride who obviously are the creators of vice principles eastbound and down 
but R.I.P. Ben Best. I don't think he got around to uh, Righteous Gemstones. Um, but the foot fist way. Yeah. Not a lot of like of those. So this, you know, Danny McBride is kind of part of the, at least, well, he's part of his own thing now. But I think when he got like kind of big, he became part of like the Judd Apatow, uh, you know, crew. You know, he was in Superbad, Pineapple. No, no. Was he in Superbad? No, no. He was in Pineapple Express. He was in Superbad. Like they had, they're at the party or whatever. Yeah. He's right? just there for a second. Yeah. yeah the like three the of three them. Three of them. Yeah. yeah. Are there. But, but he's like a major part in Pineapple Express. Uh, he was in like, you know, um, what was that? Uh, the one with the Owen Wilson where he plays like the bum. It's like uh oh, Drillbit Taylor. Yeah, Drillbit Taylor. Oh, Danny okay. McBride's like another bum that he hangs out with. Okay, so he was kind of part of that universe. You yeah. know what I mean? Your Highness. <laughs> Your Highness. Well, Your Highness is sort of again his universe because it yeah. was David Gordon Green. Yeah, but but it used like uh, uh, James Franco yeah. and like that universe, right? Yeah, those guys. Yeah, I, I you know, and, and maybe there is sort of like an origin for that, and, and for like a lot of those guys, whether it's like because I mean, I guess it, there is, but it's not a movie, right? Like I think about like. All the people that Judd Apatow works with, whether it's like Seth Rogen, Steve Carell, uh, Paul Rudd, all these people, none of them have like an indie movie that they started from, like Danny McBride does, right? They all started in like comedy troops or like uh, maybe a television show or something. They were mm-hmm. like, they didn't get seen as like an indie film and be like, oh shit, we want to add these people to our like troop of funny people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And uh, our gang, yes, <laughs> because literally that's what happens, right? I mean, they're in super bad, they become like part of that observant report. Star, yeah. star Seth Rogen, they kind of use as is and sorry, they well, use Danny all the McBride's people. In this is the end, yes. You. Danny McBride is like a huge part of this is the end, yeah. and he's literally an outsider from all that, you know yeah. what I mean? And so, I, I just think about like this first introduction to it, right? Because it's this is also produced well, it was picked up later on by uh, Will Ferrell and Adam McKay's uh. Uh, Dirty Gary's, Sanchez, Gary Sanchez, <laughs> Dirt, Gary Sanchez Productions, uh, to you know, to to kind of distribute it to make sure people saw it. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it wasn't getting seen, uh, which it still kind of isn't get really getting seen. Um, I'll just say that, uh, you know, unless you have the DVD and for good reason. <laughs> well, okay, Mondo, but no, it's it's currently on Amazon. No, that's fine. Prime. Let me hear it. It is on Amazon Prime, so you can watch it there. Yeah, and it looks fine. So this, so again, I mean, these are rewatches. Um, yes. And so let me let me hear what you have to say about your rewatch of the Foot the Fist way. Yeah, I was a little surprised by it because I do like Danny McBride and his and his humor and like you know all that stuff. Like, yeah, Eastbound and Down is great. So it was, I mean, even though like I was reluctant for Vice Principals, like I ended up watching it because of Righteous Gemstones and mm-hmm. and how good Righteous Gemstones turned out to be, you know. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll go back and watch it. And Vice Principal is actually really funny too. Like it's in the same vein as Foot Fist Way, but when you watch Foot Fist Way now, but when I first originally saw it, I thought it was hilarious. You know, I thought like, oh, this is so funny. This guy's like, you know, this guy's great. Like, I, like I just want to see more of him and stuff like in movies and and uh, and like yeah, the humor was just uh, you know it. I guess a little different from what was going on at the time. Like, yeah, it was all that kind of Apatow stuff, but a little but meaner, a little more, well, a little more indie. Yeah, I guess so. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't you know what I'm saying? Like, and not so like mainstream comedy. Yeah. Like, but they're sort of doing the stuff that they were doing in mainstream mm-hmm. comedies, but it was felt more, I don't know. Indie, yeah. You know, independent it felt, it did feel different from the Apatow stuff. Like, yeah. you know, like I said, a little meaner, a little more like, you know, like a little more punch to it, I guess. But, but like yeah, like I was saying, like after kind of watching it again, I've I like I saw you know you kind of see like oh yeah what they've grown into and like have obviously honed their craft more like Danny McBride and and Best and Jody Hill and all that stuff. Obviously them working it out. You know this is probably like you know their first real script that they you know like sat down and finally like got done and like you know and, and, tur- and also and Jody Hill out. Jody Hill is actually uh, a black belt in Taekwondo. Yeah. So he okay. knows about it. Okay. So that's yeah. why they. That's probably why they picked that. But to, you know what I mean? It was yeah, easy yeah. for that him to kind of like, like yeah, get that spot. Yeah, he could and like stuff. use that. Yeah. Yeah, and like, but like, like I was like, like I'm getting to like, you know, after watching it this time, and like, you know, going back and like, you know, I was like, I was kind of excited because I had, I actually haven't watched it in a while. A lot of the stuff just fell flat. You know, the jokes. Uh, you know, like just like little things, like you know, where like. You know, now, obviously, they would have the budget to, like, kind of, like, play out more and stuff like that, especially, like, 
Well, just like ran here's like a random example is like you know he's like when he's like talking to his wife he's like oh king crab legs at the blah 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 and then it just cuts to them sitting outside waiting you know like it was like there but like and that's obviously like something he would do now too like but now he knows how to make it funny and like you know really flesh it out that's another thing uh, i think the script is like uh really underwritten and they're trying they're trying to like you know kind of capture like kind of magic you know like just like oh they'll work it out they'll like kind of like you know like do a little sketch like you know just really like kind of like work things out like you know like when they get on set like they have the premise they have everything they have it kind of written too but i think like they wanted like you know more comedic dialogue to come out when they were actually filming it and i think which that, is why it's like very appetite yeah. they're they were they were more focused on improv improvisation yeah improv improving the scene where they know? didn't have like not like just the, sticking to what was written and, and look i i will agree with you a lot of stuff does fall flat in this rewatch and i will agree with you that it does feel sort of undercooked yeah and, and like you know whether obviously their stuff now feels like a full-fledged like gemstones feels like they literally sat down with like a bunch of writers and really figured out what that was yeah. and then it was so fleshed out that they can improvise and it doesn't or seem I, out of place or just danny mcbride and like the people he gets now obviously like you know the actors like that are in this are like they're not acting anymore pretty much like no one else is really except it, the one exactly girl, they, they were just kind of people that, that they, they could like, get the and, local like probably yeah. actors that they found you know stuff. and yeah. yeah and danny mcbride is better at improving a little more sure of himself and what he's saying like yeah, you know, yeah. like Cause like and, you know, I, and I think like you said I think they are better that at writing I I don't know I to me like and again like I I'm not saying that you're wrong about that because a lot of stuff does fall short it does fall flat um it's not really the best stuff but I don't know to me it's just like this is even though it's obviously not as good as Raging Bull yeah. but it, it's like that idea of like um it's sort of that comedic idea of where you know we have that a lot right like the angry guy right he's mm-hmm. like the angry man child mm-hmm. that, that happens a lot in comedy. Yeah. And and I feel like this one is more like serious than those other ones. This one actually like kind of shows that where it's just like, oh yeah, you have this person who's like, you know, he's so angry and upset all the time and jealous as well, you know, because yeah. he's like making stuff up in his head because his life isn't really where it, he wants it to be. It's sort of like sad, you know what I mean? It's like a little different. He doesn't. It's not like Raging Bull where he has the full on talent to make it as something mm. it's like he's literally just like oh i mean i'm doing the bare minimum i mean i don't even really know if he's a good taekwondo fighter well i mean yeah he, he does like fight um uh chuck the truck but he's more just like a like a hollywood fake kind of like yeah you know it's what I mean? more so like just like kind of like it's like showy it's like, not really like he yeah really like knows just like fight. fake sparring kind of yes, thing. you know yeah yeah you kind of just do the moves like oh yeah right. this would happen like you teach it and like you know the guy is supposed to like do this and fall you know? yeah yeah and, I, and i just think that in my rewatch i just sort of related to that more so like and again you're like i i'm totally agree with you in terms of like a lot of the jokes that we when we watch it when we were younger that we used to kind of like really just laugh like yeah that, don't hit as hard i think it's still there's still some really funny moments but i don't know i just like that the, it just related more so to like the to him as a character and that idea of just like trying to like sort of like figure out yourself and then like not thinking like you know he thinks that he needs that you know his girlfriend or his, or his wife or yeah. whatever and it, it turns out you know she still is kind of a cheater and stuff like that and she still doesn't really care about him and so yeah like has to like figure that out and him like beating up chuck the truck is also just like this idea of like you know like like killing your idols like you you have to like worry about yourself and think about yourself before you're just like oh this guy's the best and this person's the best yeah like you want you have to like on a pedestal yeah you have to like believe in yourself and really do what you need to do to become that as opposed to just like worshiping stuff like that and you know i sort of relate to stuff like that you know what i mean like where you look up at things and you're just like oh man that's like so cool like and you don't really when when it's a matter of like oh you should just strive to just be that not like Mm -hmm. look up to it never look up to it just try to be it you know what i mean like never just like stand back and be like, oh, I can't do that. You know, just like be like, oh, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm worthy of these things. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's love, you know, with his like wife or girlfriend, yeah, or whether it's like recognition from like his students or like Chuck the Truck or whoever, like his idols. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And, and like other things, or whether it's like friendship, like he's just like a lonely person who just like can't connect yeah. to people. And the only way that he connect to them is like using like that power dynamic of being like, oh, I'm the teacher, I'm the sensei. I'm the one who's like this, you know? Yeah, he definitely pushes people away with, with his attitude and how he comes off as, like, being, like, superior to yes. everyone. yeah, yeah. And making everyone feel, like, little around him, you know? Yeah. Especially especially the little the little kid. What's his name again? Julio? Uh, Julio, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, he's, like, 
like there's like how a many st- pieces did you eat Julio? <laughs> <laughs> there's like a story behind that too which i could have i like i wish was fleshed out a little more i, I, know, I because, agree with you because yeah, julio yeah. is like dealing kind of with not not exactly the same thing but yeah f- like respect at least you know and kind of being taken seriously i but, i agree with you because i would have liked to have seen why he is his apprentice out of all yeah. those people that this little chubby like kid is like yeah. his apprentice and he's actually good and he takes it seriously because like yeah I, he's I like a, like those little scenes where he like controls the class yeah. is pretty funny it's but pretty good yeah I, one thing i didn't realize too was like you know when he when they're doing the demo outside the first one and like he uh julio's doing like his little like you know kind of like i don't know karate like taekwondo <laughs> yeah. like dance yeah, yeah. thing you know like it's actually pretty good like you know it's like <laughs> yeah. he's the like he's the one like uh you know, like obviously, like getting people like to sign up versus, you know, like right. He's the one who's like taking it more seriously, yeah, and then, then also, I mean, th- there's that one student that he has too that does it. The is actually just kid, good, you know, but yeah. he's just really good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he just, but he's all shy and stuff yeah. like that. And then, yeah, he, and see that, and that's another thing too that's like good about it is that he's like, I don't know, it, it just feels like, but but again, you're right. I, it, you're totally right that it is very much like the the bare bones and like the very much seeds of what. Danny McBride and Jody Hill and Ben Best could be. Yeah, it's not like the best of them. So I understand what you what you're saying there, but I don't know. Neither is Tiny Furniture. <laughs> Girls is the best of Lena Dunham, and, and Tiny Furniture <laughs> is <laughs> is in the Criterion Collection. But well, yeah, that's neither here nor there right now. No, I know, I'm I know. Joking, I'm just but, <laughs> I'd but, have to see Tiny Furniture again too. But you know, but, like, but but you're right. But because you're totally right. Because watching uh, to kind of get to get prepared for this episode, I didn't watch what the this way first i watch i kind of rewatched a bunch of like my favorite episodes of the righteous gemstones eastbound uh, and down yeah. and vice principles like i just watched the episodes that i knew were like really funny and really good and then mm-hmm. i watched foot fist way and i was like okay like i i'm seeing the seeds of this stuff here like yeah. I, and it's not as like you said when we were younger how we when, when i first watched it with Aaron and everybody, like yeah. our friends, we were just like, oh man, this is like hilarious. Like I've never seen yeah. anything like this before. Like it really felt like that. Uh-huh. And, and I think it is still kind of that. I mean, compared to those things, I mean, super bad is good, but you know, I'd rather watch this over and over than the 40 year old virgin. You know what I'm saying? But I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Uh, I mean, I'm neither here nor there with the 40 <laughs> year old virgin. I like, I could take it or leave it. It's kind of like, yeah, yeah. It, it had its time and I'm I, I don't know. Like I've moved on, you know? Right, right. And but I, I don't know. I, th- I think this is just a good movie as opposed to just a I good comedy. One of the things, too, is just like like Raging Bull could have been this, too, you know. But De Niro and Pesci and, you know, the direction like, you know, Scorsese behind it, like it just like firing on all cylinders. And this is just starting the engine, you know, they're not even putting any really gas on it, it feels like too at the same time like i see it, it's all there you know just like watching bottle rocket you kind of can't predict like what he's gonna do next like or you know i guess you could but but really where it's like fleshed out or like you know when we heard brand new second album we're like oh my god this is like this is amazing like you know what how they went from your favorite weapon to deja intendu or whatever is like it's like a huge jump you know I, and i feel like that for like west Adams from bottle rocket to uh, rushmore or whatever uh, right you sure. know uh-huh. and yeah, yeah. this one Definitely. and this they kind of don't i mean i guess they have that in with their tv shows i mean they know? do an observant report i mean his next movie after this was observant yeah. report i mean that's kind of a huge but it's show. not mcbride in that like it's not the whole well mcbride's in it yeah. but it's it's the same kind of humor it's the same kind of like dark yeah. kind of like serious you yeah. know i mean ba- basically foot fist is jody hill's raging bull and then observant report is his taxi driver. Like he's pretty much just like doing those yeah. like tropes, those sort of Paul Schrader kind of like lonely man. Like, but yeah, you know what I mean? just feel like just yeah. more comedy. Danny McBride's good, but he's not the Danny McBride we know now where he can just like, you know, walk in, waltz in and be just be funny, you know, where I kind of thought that at first, you know, but yeah, after watching this, it really just holding back a little bit, you know, or just not able to get there. Like how he does now. If like, the jokes like hit a little better or like really like went somewhere because they kind of just like go nowhere too sometimes like you know like the jokes it just like if they kind of went somewhere or like you know like built up a little more even when he's hitting on like uh you know the new girl that comes in and like it's just like it's just so kind of like bad and amateur you know but i mean i god they're still around because they obviously developed into what they are now and it's great and all that stuff but well i I'm just can't now. like you know get really get behind the foot fist way anymore like you know all right well 
Uh, McKay and Adam McKay, uh, Oscar-nominated director, and Will Ferrell uh, put their names behind it. So yeah. think about that, Mondo. <laughs> okay. Think about that. Yeah, and yeah, you and that's where that's where like you know Will Ferrell is that like man child, you know. And, yeah, yeah. And Danny yeah. McBride uh-huh. does it better, you know. Like I mean, well, that's know, why I think that's why they like him because he does it. He like, and then also it's just got a different flavor to it. They're North yeah. Carolina. They're not like. They're not like L.A. people. Yeah. They're not like, you know what I mean? And the characters that they like talk about are not just like, you know, like, I don't know. Like, or when they try to do like, you know, like Southern people or something. Right. Like, they yeah. don't really know. They they actually. They actually know. know. Like, they, you know? they yeah, it's like a real, like, yeah. they understand well, those from people. Irvine, California. Like, you right. don't know anything. Like so that's that. why, like, him doing, like, Talligated Nights and, like, being those type of, like, like yeah. dumb kind of, like, hick people or whatever. It just, like, doesn't feel... I mean, it's a funny feel, movie. Yeah, it's inauthentic. You know? it, yeah, but whereas just like anytime Danny McBride plays those characters or something, you're just like, oh, I yeah. I really believe like, they're from there. Yeah, it's know? just like, oh, this yeah. feels like real. Like That's why The Righteous Gemstones feels like is, is good. Yeah. Because I know that Adam Devine isn't one of them. I know that like John Goodman isn't from the South. But they like, but but because Danny McBride and because the writing and everything around it is so good and like the lore that it creates is so good. And they're, yeah. and they're, they're good at acting and being funny. Think about that. When you're gonna let this in, <laughs> think about just think about all yeah. of that. Think about where it goes. Don't stop it because if you stop it now, it might stop well, forever. What else do you like about this film, Jordan? My first instinct of bringing it was mostly just like, well, it's an indie comedy that, you know, we don't really, you know, we haven't really gotten something like that before, where this indie comedy came out and they ended up being like in this like, you know, like part of this big like Hollywood troupe, comedy troupe, basically, you know. Which is like the this is the end guys, which is all these actors who aren't necessarily comedians, but they're all just like in comedy stuff, and so that was kind of my. But what I what I like about it most is literally just the I don't know I just like the basic story of it again. You know what I mean? Like it is the bare bones. It is very much just like this small indie film that like that's what they had to use, right? They just he they could probably just borrow like their friends Taekwondo like Jim that he probably knew or something, and then they could all just play the character so easily because it doesn't. <laughs> You know, I don't need to see Danny McBride in shape to know that he could just be a Taekwondo instructor at a mall or something. You know what I mean? Like Ben Best playing Chuck the Truck. He's not completely in shape, but, you know, Chuck Norris wasn't always just like like this buff. Like, you know what I mean? He just had like this dad bod. Whoa, watch it to goddamn (laughs) But you know what I'm saying? Because that's who he's like kind of supposed to be. Like kind of like he's supposed to be like a Chuck Norris kind of thing. Yeah, but Chuck Norris was always... I mean, I don't know if he was always like, but but you know what I'm saying though. You don't need to be like, you don't need to be like all like fucking like crazy six pack for us to be like, okay, you know how to do like Taekwondo. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, uh, so that kind of stuff was like, it, it just, I just like love that indie kind of like bare bones. You can see like the seams sometimes you could see it kind of falling apart, but it still feels good. Yeah. I don't know. It just feels, it, it's something that I feel like you know criterion and then like uh, other like labels like criterion would want to like um share because it is the bare bones and it's the first yeah. thing to show you where they where the you know with the launching pad of mcbride and all that stuff which is yeah. basically roughhouse pictures is what they're now you know what i mean oh, okay i mean it wasn't that then but now that that's how they produce all their stuff under roughhouse pitch pictures mm-hmm. and so i don't know i i just feel like that's that's my favorite thing about it, but 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 again, you know, I, I we I would just say, you know, behind the scenes, we're recording this episode, and Mondo kind of already had the same kind of like uh, things that he had said about it before, and and again, I, I I was sort of arguing back with him without even really knowing what I had to say as an argument, <laughs> but but rewatching it, I mean, it is, I mean, he, you are right, like in terms of like that that it is. It's not as funny as it as it was before, and that kind yeah. of like made my heart hurt a little bit. But there yeah. is funny moments in it. There is really funny moments in it. But I th- I think mostly I just I'm just coming at it from that from that idea of like it's just like that launching pad. It's just like that the seed of it, and we yeah. need to preserve that seed so that it's always all there. Damn, so we always there, know where it comes. Is there a commentary from. on the DVD? There is a yeah with Danny McBride and Jody Hill, and then oh. like deleted scenes and bloopers, okay. and an alternate Damn. ending. Oh, damn! I should have watched the watched it with the commentary one time at least, you know, because I was just thinking that, like, yeah, I'd love to hear them talk about it and stuff, and like, you know, get a little more extras, or or even now, like, looking back at this, you know, and and, and talking about it, which would be great, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I was a little sad too that I it didn't 
like hit home as much as I thought it would again, you know, like as much as I remember it, you know, for sure. Hitting that, definitely. You know, cause there's like certain comedies that like do that, that, you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm preserving in my heart that they're going to be good. if I watch yeah. them again and I'm kind of scared now. Yeah. It's no rush hour one. Cause they're saying, <laughs> well, you know, it, it's no like, I don't know. There's like other things, you know what I mean? Super bad is still very funny. Yeah. Dirty work is hilarious. Yeah. Dirty work. You can, you know I, I mean? still can go to that. Yeah. Even Billy Madison is really funny. You yeah. can still watch that. Even like get, that even that gets better. Like, you know, those kind yeah. of things. Yeah. So, and, I mean, all right. And I, yeah, I was sad that this was, didn't get better. I didn't like, or there was something like I didn't catch the first time, you know? All right. Dog, just give it to me straight. Yeah. I'm the king of the demo. Don't you dare <laughs> fuck with me. I wanted to let this in. Like I came, I went in with like sure. ha- really not having any kind of doubt about it, sort of. But then I watched it and just like, oh yeah, it just it doesn't like for sure. It, like, for sure. it just yeah, it, like I said, it just feels so like underwritten and like I'm surprised too because I feel like these guys probably overwrite stuff, you know. Not, yeah, and not yeah, in a not yeah, in a bad yeah. way, you know. Just like they really have like a lot going on. But I would like to think the strip is a little uh, the strip this the script is a little like meatier than this. It's just probably just what they yeah when they got to the set. This is what they could do because mm-hmm. most of the actors they had to play with weren't really willing yeah. to like probably play back. You know what I mean? Yeah, or the they way just that they wanted, they just weren't that good. You know, like, which I makes mean, sense was, exactly. They weren't good, yeah. which makes sense why they had to like why them three are the ones who stand out. Yeah, like they're the ones who are just like the ones who are the most like, Ugh, yeah, I'm that a want this to work and like, yeah. you know, you see that they're really like putting their all in it. You know, they made their movie like later. They obviously they worked out the kink. Well, think about this, man. All right, so the foot this way, Criterion Collection edition, Blu-ray, 4K, <laughs> and it comes with all the seasons of Eastbound and Down, all the seasons of Vice Principals, and all the seasons of Righteous Gemstones. That's just you. Come on, man. <laughs> Like, I feel like one of those shows should be, like, on Criterion or something. Like, someone really needs to release that, like, as, like, a whole box set when it's all done. Yeah, I know? mean, it would be cool to kind of get, a, like, a bunch of extras on that. Because yeah. I can't imagine, that they, like, they don't have a bunch of great, like, bloopers and, like, behind-the-scenes stuff of that. Because they're all just, like, hilarious. Yeah. So, like, everyone, like, in and those shows, now, you know too, what I mean? too, they just get, like, great actors, like Walter Goggins, like, uh, fucking... Yes, exactly. John Goodman, you yeah. know, like... Mm-hmm. And even, like, uh, like... Even even people that you aren't well known, like the guy who plays Stevie and stuff, like all these like Well yeah, I was gonna say in Eastbound and Down they have John Hawks, who's his yeah. brother. Yeah, exactly. Like all those like, like great like they actors. They really get like all. good actors to like go against, you know. And I think that's but, and I think that's like something they realized working on this. You but know? it was also like a testament to their writing, I think, and yeah. all their newer stuff. Yeah. Is that like those people like really can read that they're like good writers. It's yeah. not just like some Oh, it's just some goofy Apatow shit. Mm. Like, it's, like, good. Like, oh, we're not just going to spend, like, an hour with, like, a family with Judd Apatow's daughter. Yeah, we're not just going to get his kids to act <laughs> yeah. for no reason. Like, it's literally, like, a bunch of, like, funny stuff where we know Danny McBride's going to be funny, but there's, like, some really good, like, storylines around it, you know? But, but, I, but, yeah, I think they did realize, like, they really, they wanted, they wanted good actors. Like, you know, really, like, dramatic, like, not necessarily just comedic actors, but people around them that... And it, to make them well, look good. Well, I, kind I will of, say know. that I, I feel like this is also with the the kind of like, especially with the kids and the people around him, them being so serious and non-actor, I think really plays to the strengths of Danny McBride mm-hmm. because he seems so outrageous amongst them because yeah. they're just so like quiet and normal. Yeah, like nothing. What is like conjuring up this guy's like at like yes you know, yeah like yeah kind of persona like, like literally like he, he like yeah when uh, after the demo when they're just sitting there like eating pizza he's just like tormenting all of them <laughs> yeah. and none of them are saying anything yeah. they're just like quiet and just eating pizza like he's just there. like the, he's like he's how many pizza you had yeah. <laughs> he had Julio <laughs> he's just like the bully big brother or something you yeah know, like yeah. all the time in every scene whereas like in, in his latest stuff. He would have like people like John Hawks, like these great actors who would like counter that in a different way because they would be like they would be able to like kind of spar with him, but more of an actor way. Yeah. Or like these Uh, people in this movie, these people in this movie, it's just more that they're like they're mostly ignoring him and just kind of like just being like, yeah, they're just kind of like, like, uh, like, yeah, like I'm just like say or yeah, I'm just like a little kid or I'm just like a weird person. You know what I mean? It's mostly their reactions. Yeah. More so than they talk or anything like that. What do you say, Mondo? Is it in or not? Yeah, I mean, I thought I said I, I, I'm not letting the foot fist weigh in. You didn't say it officially, but you oh, were yeah. kind of leaning yeah. towards it. I just wanted to get that official okay. statement from you, <laughs> and that's fine. Look, I, I, you know, I, I get it. I get it. Um, 
I just want to make an argument for my boy. I mean, I think this is a really good double feature in that way. And that it like really shows kind of that wild male rage that, you know, a lot of males deal with. A lot of people think, deal with. It, uh, it's, it, it, it could be the downfall of you, but it also can be a liberating thing. Whereas like Raging Bull, he's sort of just going <clears> to, <throat> he's lost it all. <clears throat> you know, he's got nothing left. Yeah. And so I, these are two good, uh, I, I just companion pieces in that way. And maybe it doesn't belong in the Criterion Collection, even though I think you're wrong. And if we had a, <laughs> a, an actual sparring session, you, me, Chuck the Truck. <laughs> But yeah, I, I mean, I think watching Raging Bull against this kind of hindered it a little bit because well, you know it, that's it, never. You I, see yeah, like, I guess so, but that's that should never be the, the thing. Be. Yeah, I know, but just seeing like how good like Joe Pesci, a great Joe Pesci, and you know Robert De Niro are, and like you know, and they really take the scenes somewhere like where you're not expecting foot fist way with how it goes with just Danny McBride kind of like well know. I would say like yeah Danny McBride is up there with Joe Pesci and Robert De Niro yeah. but but in this it really like it it re- really hinders him because of who he's playing against alright can't well, get these like you know real reactions out of these people you heard it here first yeah. people Mono does not like Danny McBride and anything he does <laughs> and he won't, sure yeah. he won't let it in he won't let it in uh, this has a lot to do with dread, I imagine. <laughs> Not at all. I'm just kidding. I'm joking. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. But um, yeah, if you guys heard that episode, uh, a lot of people voted, said it should be in. So, you know, we're going to throw up the vote on this one. That's yeah. what we're going to start doing once. If, if, if it ever becomes that we don't let something in. Yeah. We're going to throw up the vote to see what you guys think. Throw mm-hmm. up the poll. Uh, that poll said I was wrong. The yeah. people that voted said that Dread should be in there. So let's see if what these people say about the foot fist. We'll way. see what goes on here. I don't know. Again, this was me sort of uh, banking on nostalgia, mm-hmm. watching it again, sort of being like, ah, damn, it doesn't really hit like it did back then. But I think I could say all these things and maybe get you to, you know, yeah, kind I of, thought, kind you know, of like uh, thought- at least maybe veer towards it. I wasn't. I didn't think you were gonna like let it in, mm-hmm. but maybe like sort of. Because there's See, a lot of times where, I'm like, saying. I'm, like, you know, teetering on, like, in or out. And usually the conversation, like, veers toward, like, oh, yeah, this is, like, you know, this is great. Like, I didn't, like, you know, now that we talked about it, it really deserves to be in. And, like, I didn't see, like, maybe this point or, like, you know, like, open up a different dialogue about it. But it's fine. Yeah. We went toe-to-toe <laughs> and uh, foot fifths way lost. I didn't. I win. <laughs> I still win because this was a good episode. We got Raging Bull. We got the Foot Fist yeah. Way. We got two bulls, two raging fools going toe-to-toe. This is the second Scorsese thing we've talked about, right? Because uh, we did the shorts. Yes, we did the shorts the King and, of and King Comedy with Matt Avila, um, his oh, I episode. Guess third, because King of Comedy is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, like, the yeah. second episode yeah. in, in total. But, uh, yeah, that's crazy because, uh, I mean, you know, he has a few things on the Criterion and, Collection. Yeah, he has something new coming out on the Criterion Collection. He does? The After Hours. Oh, yes, After Hours. So, so you're going to be seeing too, that right? soon. It is going to be 4K. Yeah, it comes uh, out in July, I want to say. You might be hearing an episode on that soon because oh. I got something I could pair that with. Uh, okay, so, guys, Foot Fistway is not in the collection, but it's okay. I know what I'm going to pair. After Hours with This is 40. Oh, God. <laughs> Bring it all appetite. I'll tell you this. I won't watch it. Save, save your appetite for appetite. I'll tell you this. I won't watch it. I'll just watch YouTube videos of appetite talking to his kids. It's the same fucking thing. Um, and see, that's and another thing. This is, you know, I, that's what I was trying to make a point to. This is like appetite, but not. It's good appetite. It's, it's indie appetite. It's it's punk rock appetite. Stop saying appetite. Okay. <laughs> Um, Apatow, Apatow, Apatow. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Apatow. Uh, no, but thank you guys for listening into the Criterion Cult. Um, it's starting to get heated now. You understand that? Mm. We're going to start denying stuff. We're going to start getting into it. So, yeah. Uh, join the cult. Make sure you know what is up. You can follow me at Young Jane Fonda if you want to see what yeah, I'm doing. The membership isn't so easy now. Exactly. You're going to have to figure this out. Okay. Yeah. So, you're going to have to go to at Criterion Cult, at Criterion Cult Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You're going to have to add us. We're going to have to go through a very ex- extensive uh, background check. <laughs> we're going to need your shoe size. Yes, we're going to need your shoe size, your teacher's T-shirt size, your address, and and your bank account. Number. Where you keep your shrimp and beer. Because <laughs> we're barbecuing. Uh, no, but seriously. Just All follow summer us. with the criteria. <laughs> <laughs> follow us. 
you know, make sure you watch these movies. Make sure you get into it. Make sure you just watch more films. Again, you can follow me at Young Jane Fonda. Uh, Jordan Garcia on Letterboxd. Mondo, where can we follow you? Yeah, at save underscore Mondo on all those things, including Letterboxd. Make sure you like what we put the poll on our uh, Instagram stories. So that's where the poll was last time. That's where it's going to be this time. We're going to do a poll to see is Mondo right? Is Mondo wrong? Uh, you know, has he been foot the fist way? Is your raging bull a raging <laughs> fool? Let's see. We're going to put the poll up. Please vote. Thank you guys so much for listening. Join the cult. See you guys. Talk to you guys. Listen to us.